what Andy Warhol means for me, I think it's the um, eccentric fusion between life and art. Welcome to The Love of Art, the Periton podcast. Here, artists speak about other artists that fascinate them. Musicians, writers, filmmakers, actors, designers, in a very personal way. We believe that art belongs to everyone. As French sociologist Pierre Bourdieu wrote in L'Amour de l'Art, culture is not a privilege bestowed by nature. If everyone had the means to obtain it, it would belong to everyone. Painter and sculptor Peter Vermeersch is based between Belgium and Italy. For several decades, his practice has explored states of in-betweenness. His work glides between aesthetic and conceptual opposites, ephemeral and concrete, emptiness and architecture, subjective perception and observable reality. His exhibitions are ingenious systems of perception which put into practice the divisions of time and space. In this episode, Peter Vermeersch talks about the leading figure of the pop art movement, Andy Warhol. Enjoy! I grew up in a small village in Flanders, and I was uh, born in an artistic family, so I got in touch with art from the beginning. Because my grandfather started as a painter, but then uh, became more known for his sculpture work. My father is basically a painter that also went into the domain of sculpture sometimes. And my mother was an artisan too. So I was thrown in the bath of this um, creative um, surroundings and context. So it was all art basically all the time. We went to the openings of my grandfather. We went, of course, to museums, to the shows. So these things had a pretty um, impact on our education. I was 15. I was at school and suddenly I had like a very clear view. I was sitting on a bench. I still remember that moment. And I had like this vision. It was an abstract vision that my life would be completely dedicated to art. In what sense, how, it was more an abstract kind of vision, but completely dedicated to that. I first discovered the work of Warhol in the library of my father, of my parents. And I still remember that for me discovering Andy Warhol was opening a complete uh, new world, which was not the painting world as you know, as you saw a lot already. You have to... Imagine that we are in the 80s, in full period of the Neue Wilde, also the trans avantgarde here in Italy. So painting, painting. The German direction of that painting was very strong, was very present at that time, in books, in uh, exhibitions, in a lot of things. And that was actually a kind of opposite of pop. Finding a Warhol was for me like a complete uh, other thing. And it became even a kind of reaction for me. I basically kind of didn't like his colors in the beginning. It was for me too pastel. But I saw that my friends in, in school were all like focused on that, on these pastel and the, the aesthetics of Warhol. Of course, he has a lot of aesthetics. But I was very, very interested in his life. 
in the way he was positioned as an artist in society. I was reading his biography immediately and I was very super attracted by his basically very distant uh, way of approaching things while he is a very, very almost oversensitive person. I was very intrigued by this and also by this kind of new way of living, the factory, the people around, uh, Warhol as a, like a black hole where cosmos is swirling around and is attracted like a sponge. This was super interesting for me. And I kind of left away these um, more, let's say, attractive aesthetics. And then later on, when I was 18, I was very interested in his films. In his films, from his films, I got to know his collaborations with the scene, the music scene and the cinema. That was something very interesting for me because that was another kind of an artist, a complete other kind of artist that dealt with all the pop culture from fashion to painting to installation to everything, every facet of that new society, which was a new society, complete new society, he took, absorbed it and gave it back. And this was something, a new kind of artist. I didn't know that that was existing. And I was actually very much intrigued by, by this. And then later on, I went more into the analysis of his aesthetics. There was once anecdotes that I liked, but liked in a way that I was intrigued and tried to understand, but uh, at the end understood. It was in his uh, biography when I was reading it when I was 16. And someone from his entourage or, or a friend of a friend, I that I don't know exactly anymore, but wanted to um, commit suicide. And he just laconic answered, oh, um, if he does, would you ask if I can have his watch? And this is completely the way he is dealing with so many things. And that anecdote, it's kind of very dramatic what he says, but it's also so relative. It's like um, overcoming every kind of emotion. And um, he was protecting himself, I think, because he was very emotional, very emotional person. And this you can see in many, many, many documentaries or even in his diaries, where literally every day was, was typed out. And that is something that was completely keeping my mind running and says a lot somehow of his uh, way as a person and then also as an artist. I still want to speak about him uh, today because recently in my work there are things that has been coming up from adept somehow that I discovered with him and that are related with my first steps in my development as an artist, namely the silkscreen technique or the quadri uh, formation or um, technique for recreating images, which was at the time a new thing which he was jumping on and actually made his mark on it. And that 
thing is somehow, in a more conceptual way, has been never gone in my research, but it never visually somehow came up. But now recently, like three, four years ago, this is the case with uh, this um, use of photography and this quadri and silk screen. This is a kind of, let's say, a more industrial way to represent things. And that industrial machinery thing that uh, is in there, in his work, is somehow in that approach too. And I'm still working in a way that is kind of also reduced. My way of working is um, very kind of automatic. And there are other th aspects in my work, of course, which are opposite because my work is very in this uh, kind of uh, opposition sometimes and the space between those oppositions. But there is still that echo of that mechanical, reducing, uh, more objective, uh, approaching the things more in an objective way, that I think are still something coming from that interest in that period, not only Andy Warhol, but also in that period. Actually, my whole development of my identity is basically guided, inspired by this life. It was, um, I went into music, I went into um, kind of fashion because I made all my clothes myself. I went into haircuts, I went into a lot of things that actually are deriving from pure painting. It was, it became more and more, more complex. And still today, music or sound, let's say sound is an, an aspect that pops up from time to time. And this kind of uh, energy that I found in this way of life, way of making art, way of being was very inspiring for me. And actually, I was very, very attracted to that energy. We hope you enjoyed this discussion with Peter Vermeersch on Andy Warhol. Please subscribe to our podcast channel and follow us on social media at Gallery Periton so you won't miss any episodes or news. See you soon with more artists on the love of art. Bienvenue dans mon studio. <laughs>